it is not unusual for us to come together on Sunday morning. Most of us do it every week. We're in church on Sunday morning because it is the Lord's day and we come to give him praise and glory. But then today is special because within the church's calendar, this day is not only the Lord's day, but it is also Easter Sunday. Easter, that first resurrection Sunday. The reason why we meet on Sunday, which is the Lord's day, is because of the resurrection. And on this Easter Sunday, the question for you to think about is, what does Easter mean to you? We celebrate it every year. What does it mean to you? What does Easter mean to you? Is it only about family reunion? Because we come together on Easter day, we join family members and friends celebrating the day. Is it that family reunion? Or is it a day to affirm your faith once again in the Lord Jesus Christ? For me, my friends, as I think about what goes on in the world, I realize that Easter has come to mean a glorious celebration of life. A glorious celebration of life especially with current events in the world affecting Christians. In the prayer of the people this morning, we prayed for those who passed away by death on Thursday in South Africa. They had come together the beginning of Holy Week. In that particular church, it's a whole week of celebration. And so people have traveled to come and celebrate their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And on Thursday, the wall of the church collapsed. Some died, some in the hospital. And as I listened to comments from those who were related to the dead, there was some joy in their voices because these people who passed away were Christians and they're going to be with the Lord forever and ever. We take it for granted. And so the question comes again, what does Easter mean to you? For me, it has come to mean a glorious celebration of life. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. In him we have life. Through him we have abundant life. With him we have eternal life. 
Therefore, come, let us celebrate life this Easter Sunday. Life. There were people gathered this morning in Sri Lanka celebrating their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. 207 of them killed this morning with their faith in Christ. 400 injured. What does life mean to you? What does Easter mean to you? Life is a gift we receive. John chapter 1 verse 4 says, In Christ was life, and that life was the light of all people. Easter then becomes a celebration of life. In our modern day culture, people lose sight of the meaning of life. They pursue many things, thinking that in them they will find meaning and purpose. And some of these pursuits include business success, wealth, good relationships, entertainment. People have testified that while they achieve their goals of wealth, relationship, and pleasure, there was still a deep void inside, a feeling of emptiness that nothing seems to feel. The author of the book, Ecclesiastes in the Bible, looked for the meaning of life in many of his, of his pursuits. He described the feeling of emptiness, yes, meaningless, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 2. King Solomon, the writer of this book, had wealth beyond measure, wisdom beyond any human being of his time. Hundreds of wives, palaces and gardens that were the envy of all other kingdoms, the best food and wine, and every form of entertainment available. King Solomon had it made. He had it all, my friends. But he said at one point that anything is hard wanted. He pursued, and yet he summed up life under the sun, life in this world. He says, life lived as though, there, as though all there is to life is what we can see with our eyes and experience with our senses. It is meaningless. So comes the question, what explains the void? The void he was feeling, the void most of us feel every day as we pursue something good for the life we're living. What explains this void? We know from the pages of scripture that God created us for something beyond 
what we can experience in the here and now. Because most of us look for the here and now. And God created us, my friends, for something beyond what we can experience in the here and now. Solomon said of God, he has also set eternity in the hearts of men and women. Every one of us have that gift. The gift to look for something beyond what we can see and experience in the here and now. In our hearts, we are aware that the here and now is not all that life is. There is something else. Because the real meaning of life, both now and, and in eternity, is found in the restoration of our relationship with God. And that's what Easter Sunday is all about. He told us on the cross it is finished. The separation between humankind and their creator God, it is finished. On Easter Sunday, it rose again, reconciling humanity to their creator. This restoration is only possible through God's son, Jesus the Christ, who reconciles us to God. Salvation and eternal life are gained when we trust in Jesus Christ as Savior. If we don't, my friends, our coming together annually in observance of and celebrating Easter is also meaningless. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, if you don't recognize the fact that he died on Good Friday for you, and if you don't know the meaning of his resurrection, if you don't believe that he came to bring you back home to God because we are far away from God because of sin, my friends. Our sins, we are laid on him on the cross. And on Easter day, he rose again. And once that salvation is received by grace through faith, Christ makes us new creations and we begin the progressive journey of growing closer to him and learning to rely on him. There is an Easter story, my friends, read to us this morning by our brother, our brother Dave. And from the Gospel of Luke, the 24th chapter, we find three things this morning. Number one, we find out that on Easter day, there was a confirmation. The scripture says, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and they went to the tomb. On Wednesday past, in chapel with the young children, They ask a lot of questions all the time. 
And this past Wednesday was no exception. And one of the questions they asked me was, why were all the disciples of Jesus men? And you know, these are, these are five, six, seven, eight-year-old kids. Why were all the disciples of Jesus men? So I sat in front of these little ones, trying to answer the question without confusing their faith. And then I said, you know, Jesus may have chosen 12 men to be his first disciples. But do you know that the women were the first disciples to know that Jesus resurrected? Did you know that when the church started, women were good supporters of the church and are still good supporters of the church? They may not have been chosen directly by Jesus, but they are all disciples of Jesus Christ. And this morning, the scripture says in our confirmation, it was the women who went to the tomb with the spices they have prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus the Christ. It was illustrated to us this morning in the children's message. The children were given... They were given what? I just wanted to know if you guys are following. <laughs> they were given empty eggs. No, they were given eggs, actually. And then they were asked the questions, what do you expect to find in them? Money? Candy? You know, every, every, every child has an answer. And then the leader said, open it up. And when they opened up the egg, what did they find? Nothing. It was empty. A good illustration of what the scripture is saying. The women went to the tomb. The stone was rolled away. It was empty. Our Lord, their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was not there. A confirmation that something mysterious is going on. Three days after Jesus was crucified. And therefore the next step in the scriptures gives us the resurrection. Because the scripture says, while they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in in the that gleamed like lightning stood before them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The resurrection narrative appears. Jesus is risen. And the good news from these two men, the angels, is remember, he told you. My friends, sometimes we forget. 
It was not an accidental resurrection. It was planned. Jesus knew he was going to die. Jesus knew he would come up again. Jesus knew he will live again, my friends. And that is the life we celebrate on Easter Sunday. Your Savior, my Savior, our Lord Jesus the Christ is no longer dead. He is alive. He has life. That's the resurrection narrative. And when you have the confirmation with the women at the tomb, empty, you have the resurrection, the angels are telling you, because the tomb is empty, he has risen from the dead. All you can do as a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ is to show appreciation. And so this is what the scripture says to conclude. God wants us to know life. And therefore in John chapter 10 verse 10, Jesus himself said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. What is a full life? A full life is logically one that is meaningful and devoid of aimless wandering. And that's the life Jesus came to give us. And that's the life we possess, not because we come to church, but that's the life we possess because we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let the church say amen. amen. Because we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. My friends, coming to church does not save you. But believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, the risen Lord, saves you. And so this morning, the challenge is, if you don't know Jesus Christ, then you don't understand Easter. But if you know Jesus Christ, and you've accepted him as your Lord and your Savior, then Easter belongs to you. Amen? Amen. Easter belongs to you. Easter is all about a four-letter word. And Christians are full of it. Or at least, we are supposed to be full of it. And the four-letter word is L-I-F-E. New life. Meaningful life. Abundant life, redeemed life, resurrected life. That's the life we possess when we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the purpose of life is not death, my friends. According to the Easter message, the purpose of life is life. A life that triumphs over death forever. Remember Jesus' final words on the cross? Three, three words, it is finished, becomes, on Easter, it is finished, becomes, now it begins. That new life in Jesus Christ begins. It is finished, my separation with God, because I will be re reconciled with God. And when you're reconciled with God because of your faith in Jesus Christ, now, my friends, it begins. 
Now, we know in sports, for example, a player may be able to redeem himself and turn it around by his own ability. We know that. It just happened last Sunday. Tiger Woods, after many years of going down, just won the Masters again. We know that in sport, that's possible. You can do it by your own ability. But when it comes to our spiritual lives, only God can redeem us. Only God can save us, my friends. Only God can turn defeat into victory, death into life. And this is the message. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Oh, we talk about life. We talk about the good life, the meaningful life, the purposeful life. And then we realize that life for a lot of people in the world is not easy. Too many people struggle with life. Too many people don't know where they fit in in life. Too many discouraged people. Too many people living in despair. There is no hope for them. Too many people depressed. Too many people looking for somebody to embrace them. Somebody to just say to them, I care about you. We care about you. Too many people. Our brothers are asking us to bake cookies so that they can go and witness to prisoners. People who are saying, we need somebody to care for us, to show us that we matter in the world. Look within your family. There is somebody who needs attention. So yes, for some people, life is a struggle. But let me tell you this morning that God has power to redeem. That's the good news of our faith, my friends. It means that no defeat need has to last forever. It means that Good Friday will come into your life. But if you hang in there, my friends, and trust God, he has an Easter morning waiting for you. We shall all, one time or the other, experience Good Friday in our lives. But don't give up. Hang on a little a little longer, a little longer, a little longer. Let God usher in for you an Easter Sunday, a moment of celebration, a moment of encouragement. Through the miracle of God's grace, you can bounce back. Through the miracle of God's grace, you can change. Through the miracle of God's grace, you can start over. Through the miracle of God's grace, you can have a new beginning. And yes, you can experience new life. A life that is meaningful. 
A life that has a beginning. A life that has no end. We call that life everlasting life. I want you to enjoy it, my friends. And the only way I know you can enjoy everlasting life is by accepting Jesus as your personal savior. You know, you go to God and say, God, you know me. My name is, and I have not been perfect. I have sinned against you. And second step is you say to God, forgive me. And God looks at you from his throne and say, God, I know you. I know you're a sinner. But since you've asked me for forgiveness, I'm going to forgive you. And then you clap and say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. But then the next step is for you to stand there and say, Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. On the third day, as you said, you rose again to give me life. I open my heart to you. Our sister Sandy Dean, in the prayer of illumination this morning, says, open our hearts. Open our hearts to the reading of the scripture. Open our hearts to the singing of the songs. Open our hearts to the message this morning. And so this morning, my friends, open your heart and receive Jesus as your personal savior. Because when you do that, when you do that, you do not only come to church, but you become a Christian. Amen? You become a Christian. And when you become a Christian, that life that is worth everything, that is meaningful, that is hopeful, that is joyful, belongs to you. Because at the end of our earthly pilgrimage, the ones who died in South Africa, the ones who perished in Sri Lanka, we shall all meet together because we believe in the Lord and we shall celebrate life forever and ever and ever. And so this morning, I give you the opportunity to open your heart, to accept him and become his, his disciple. May the Lord bless us. Happy Easter. For his name and mercy's sake. God's people say,